We are a band of brothers, diverse yet unified, aligned to pursue the truth, resolute in our commitment. We are stronger together, and you are one of us. This is the Brotherhood Podcast. Brothers, welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Evan Uitaki. I want to welcome you to today's Brotherhood podcast, the Brocast, as we like to call it, as always, uh, as we dig in a little bit to what happened and and the the message that was talked about at the breakfast. Uh, I have Matt Schrader here uh, so we can kind of dig in, get our different perspectives on what was talked about, and then hopefully dig a little bit deeper into it and identify what areas can we grow from this? You know, what, how can we apply this to our life? How does this apply to the brotherhood? Uh, how does this apply to kind of everything that we're doing? So Matt, as always, welcome. It's always good to hear from you. How are you doing? Awesome. Things are great. I am excited to sit here and talk to you about this message. You know, we get to do this every month. And even if we didn't have the opportunity for other people to listen, it would be a great exercise just for me. It brings me back to the moments inside the Brotherhood Brotherhood Breakfast that hit me, that reminded me of the things God wanted me to work on, that God spoke to me, and rehashing that and going through things. Man, with you is such a, it turns out to be a motivator. It takes me into a place where maybe I got challenged with Pastor Witt's message, and by the end of this, I'll be ready to go. I'll have that one step again that he talked about, and I'll be motivated to go forward, excited, because really, God was doing something in me, but it wasn't me by myself. He was doing something even you, even though I am certain that when you talk, it's going to be very different than what I got. And it's going to be a lens to what I I didn't even see. And I love that because God is vast and limitless. And he's showing me one picture that I think, yes, that's the only picture that could be. And then I see your picture and I'm like, wow, what a privilege to see two perspectives of how God does things in people's lives. Yeah, no, well, thank you for that. I I feel a lot of pressure now in terms of what I say next. I just got to <laughs> blow your mind, but that's, I, I think, I think what happens with it is we, we get into situations where all of our lives experience every, all, all of the things that have shaped who we are uh, to that point becomes the lens in, at which we hear and see some of these different things. And so, you know, as we're looking at everything that we're, we're going to dive in uh, today, I think that that just helps me maybe bring a, a different perspective that you may not have seen because of some of the experiences that I've had. And I, and that's why I enjoy doing this because, you know, I'm able to look at it a certain way. And, you know, if I were to just sit here by myself and talk about it, I probably could do it for maybe 10, 15, 20 minutes max if I was, you know, really, really stretching myself. But to have that additional perspective and to kind of bring that in. And ultimately, too, I talk to a lot of guys that have gone to the Brotherhood Breakfast and and kind of hear what they have to say. And we obviously circle up and and kind of share our notes. But at the same time, too, I'm listening to the the message multiple times. And every time I listen to it, I get a little bit, little bit more out of it. And so I take a note and I get a little bit more out of it and I take a note. And so I would encourage you as a listener, you know, hopefully you're listening to these, you're enjoying these, you're, you're, you're kind of gleaning from the perspectives that we have. But I encourage you just as much as you're listening to this to go back and listen to some of those those messages. And hopefully, you know, we're in, like with some of the things we're talking about, you're like, man, I didn't get that. I want to hear it again. 
These are not designed to be something that you listen to one time. These, the ultimate goal with this is to consistently renew your mind and consistently put these things uh, at the front of uh, your thoughts so that as you're walking through life and as you're leading what, in whatever realm that you're leading, that you're leading with some of the loudest voices that you're intentionally putting in front of you. And, and, and thank you for, for the opportunity and the honor uh, for us to be some of those voices to you. But I do want to jump in to what Pastor Witt had to say because I think there's a lot of really good stuff here. Uh, and I want to kind of shape it a little bit with looking kind of back at last year. So last year was 2020. If you're hopping on here and you haven't necessarily, um, you know, been intentional with what, which podcast you're listening to, this is the first podcast. This is the first message that we that we're having uh, as a breakfast uh, in 2020, 20, 2021, man, can't talk today. So with that, uh, we're, we've had a little bit of time to reflect on what 2020 was, and we're kind of looking forward into what 2021 can be. And so, you know, last year, Pastor Witt talked about pruning. He talked about, uh, you know, just some of the, the opportunities and, and, and where, you know, God can work through us. But ultimately, he's going to prune us so that we can grow. And, you know, part of that message is a pruning is, a, is, is you're taking things away to facilitate growth. And, uh, you know, as I'm thinking about it right now, this message ties very closely into that as well, because, you know, there is a, there, there is a trade-off for what happens for growth. And so anyway, we were really excited. I was, you know, I knew he was going to, going to talk and he kind of led up to it saying, you know, Hey, this is something that, you know, God spoke to me that, you know, that, uh, it, it came very naturally. And I feel like these were inspired words because it's, you know, for, for such a time as this. So I'm excited, right? Uh, Matt, I know you were excited. We sit down there and, uh, you know, it starts off and, and we get going and, you know, his first opening statement is for us to be the man, the leader, the father that we, we really want to be, or that we can be in 2021, it's on the other side of pain. And with that, all of the, you know, blood left my face and all of the air went out of my, my body. And I was just like, oh, 2020 is like, it's just following me into this year. And so, you know, with that, I was a little skeptical. It was a salacious statement. So, you know, he had me, he had me hooked. He had me intrigued. Uh, and then he kind of followed that up with, you know, pain is a necessary thing for growth. And I think that's where the same thing with pruning. With pruning, pruning is taking away distractions. It's taking away things that are not growing so that the healthy things can grow. And I think that's where it, where it ultimately ties in. But, you know, for us, I'm not where I want to be in life. Matt, I don't think you're exactly where you want to be in life. Not, not that where we're at in life is, is, is not a good place, but it, we, realizes, we realize that there's more for us. There's more potential for where we're going. And I think that, you know, we just hope that if we just keep doing what we're doing, that we're just going to continue to realize that potential. And that's not how it works. It, it works through growth. Growth comes through pain. And pain is something that is kind of on the other side of reaching that potential. Yeah. So many people want to look at the end result. We get out 2021, we got that fresh feeling. You know, it amazes me the amount of people that truly think there's a huge difference between December 31st and January 1st. Like there's there's a 24-hour difference. There's not, you didn't change character, nothing really changed. Nothing really except for what we designated culturally as the end of something and the beginning of something else. 
nothing huge changed in that 24 hours. But emotionally, we are so much more motivated. Emotionally, we are there. We are ready to go. You know, that January 1st hits, new me. I'm going to do something different. This year's going to be different. And we all look at the end result, what we want to be. And I'm not saying that's a bad place to start. I'm just saying you don't get to where you want to go just focusing on the end result. You get to where you want to go by focusing on the process, by doing the set, that same thing that produces that event or produces that end game. You do that every day, day in and day out. Well, that's fun at the beginning when we're emotionally charged. It's exciting. You know, I was talking with uh, my trainer the other day and he's, I was asked him, I said, hey, when, when is this big surge? This is, I just joined a gym last year and up until that point, I was doing the home gym thing. Well, that didn't work very well. So eventually I was like, okay, I got to get somebody in here that can really push me, right? Well, I asked him, I said, when does it hit? Like, when is it, you know, you hear this mythical gym uh, surge. And he said, well, it's really about, it takes a couple of weeks to get everybody in, registered, all that stuff. So it's about week two from January to week, the end of February is when he said it was. And man, we're hitting it. I pulled in the gym last night and the parking lot is packed. I mean, there's no spots anywhere. And two weeks ago, I'm like, man, I can park in the front row. And so I, it just reminded me all this emotional energy. So there's two things we like. We like the end game and we like the emotional beginning. But the middle is what we don't like. It's where it gets painful and every process gets painful. You know, too easily our mind goes to pain like some kind of harsh heartache pain or physical pain we got to deal with. When really, if you're like me, the process of having to get up at the same time every morning get up early every morning when you set that goal or man, go through, you know, a devotion or do something every single day for your business. That is grueling. Sometimes I just like, man, I want to do anything, but that one thing, that's the pain that I want to this year to use for growth. Like pastor Witt called us to do. Yeah. I, I mean that, that end result I think is, is kind of what we want to focus on, but I don't think we count the cost of of getting there, and, and we'll kind of get into that here in a little bit. But what one thing that I want to kind of hit on before we dive too deep into this is recognizing what the potential is. So, so Wit talked about uh, unrealized potential, and he also talked about you know that he's not necessarily where he wants to be in life. I know that I'm not where I want to be in life. I mean, we've established that, but I think sometimes the pain that starts with going to whatever direction we want to go becomes unbearable because we haven't identified what the end result is. So I want to qualify that. So I was thinking about your dreams, right? Your dreams, your aspirations, the things that the, the audacious goals that you want to attain in life. I think that most of those goals and dreams they do have a price. They're not just going to fall out of the sky and happen. If they do, great. Uh, but I don't know that it will be as valuable to me because I haven't paid the price to achieve those things. But one thing that I really want to hit on before we get too deep into this is recognizing what that potential is that he's talking about or recognizing what we're working through the pain to get to. And I think that sometimes the pain becomes so strong because the end result is not worth the price of the pain. So I think that in our conversations with each other as a brotherhood or as leaders, as we're working towards whatever goal we're working towards, we need to recognize, first of all, what potential we're working towards. Because when you get to that point of going through the pain, 
the pain has value. The pain is a necessary evil to achieving whatever you want to achieve. And I know that uh, he, he breaks down some of these points, but one of the things that I didn't necessarily get too deep into that I want to make sure that we're developing in this conversation is recognizing your dream, recognizing your goal, recognizing your potential. Now, you're saying to yourself, Evan, that's great, but when it comes to my marriage, I just wanted to get married. Like that was it. Or when it comes to like wealth, I just want to have a lot of money. That's it. So I'm willing to uh, identify that there's going to be some pain involved with that. Well, I would challenge you to think a step beyond that because if your goal with marriage is to be married, then your marriage is not necessarily going to have any fruit. It's not going to grow. It's going to be stagnant. It's, it's, it's going to have challenges. And I'm married, Matt. I know you're married. Uh, my marriage is not perfect and we do have challenges, but the pain, and if my wife's listening to this, which first of all, you shouldn't be listening to the Brotherhood podcast. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. Get on, get on the daughter's get on, podcast. In the wrong no. spot. But the pain is worth it because I know what I'm working towards. So when you're identifying your goals, you're identifying what your potential is that you're working towards, whether that be, you know, the man of God that you want to be, whether that be the kind of leader that you want to be, whether that be the kind of husband or father that you want to be, if you are willing to take the time and recognize what's the potential that I'm working towards and is it worth the cost, then ultimately for us, I think that's that's where the pain becomes a, a, a tolerable thing that we can work our way through. For Christ, you know, getting into the, 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 the Jesus part of this, the pain of the cross was something that he was absolutely willing to endure because it meant restoration and relationship. And for him, that was the ultimate goal. So he was willing to go through whatever it took to get that restoration and that relationship. For me, and I'm getting way ahead on my notes here, but for me, that also tells me how valuable I am to Christ. If he's willing to endure the pain and go through all the, the challenges that the cross brought, how much more valuable am I to him? How much more does my my existence and my 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 just being here matter because he was willing to do all that. We've talked about it on, you know, past podcasts when we talk about the Bridenstine breakfast where he he spoke about, you know, who am I that the the creator of the earth would would do these things for me. And this is just another instance where I'm I'm sitting back going, God had he endured the ultimate pain and he was willing to realize his full potential and our full potential by enduring all of that. So, sorry, a little bit of a rabbit trail there, but I wanted to get all that out because, man, it just jumped off the page to me. Man, that's good. What you're asking us to do is balance these two things, the potential of something and the pain to get there. And I see that in Jesus sitting in the garden, not sitting, he's kneeling in the garden, praying, drops of blood. This is a crucial, painful time. And this is that classic space where he's like, not my will, but your will be done. That gets preached a lot. Well, Jesus, in that moment, I'm imagining this for Jesus. This isn't necessarily recorded, but he's sitting there. And so something prompts this idea or this suggestion to God that is there any other way to do it? And of course, Jesus's answer is not my will, but your will be done. I can only imagine that he's looking at the pain he's about to go through. He's about to go through the cross. He's read all the prophecies. He gets this. He's going to be beaten to a pulp. He's not going to die until he gives up his spirit. So he's going to have to endure all the pain. Like there's no getting out of this quick. It's going to be a long, grueling process. 
And in that moment, he's like, no, that's not what I want to do. As a human, I don't want to do that. But the potential is to reach back into time and into or forward into time and grabs all the humanity. Everybody up into that point, everybody from here on that would submit their life to Christ, he can get them all. So he's looking at these two things. And there's only one way to get to that potential and is to go through the pain that he goes through. And that's what Paul says later on. I'll, I'll, I'll look up and find the scripture, but he says, Jesus looking unto the uh, um, beloved of what he's talking about us endure the pain of the cross. So he's, it's this balance. It's this uh, balance. And then I've got to go to Luke 14, 26, pastor Witt used this scripture. You just quoted the scripture. And when you said, talk about the dream and the potential first, I wanted to go back because Jesus actually says both. Listen to this. Luke 14, 28, for which of you desiring to build a tower does not first sit down and count the cost. That's the preaching point. That's where everybody goes. Count the cost, count the cost, count the cost. But let's back that up just a little bit. This is what I was not thinking of. He says, for which of you desiring to build a tower? Which of you looking at the potential of something, looking at where you want to be, what your dream in life, your big goals in life, then he says, does not first sit down. He's, he's saying it too. There's this balance. There's these this pulling and pushing of the potential of who you want to be, what Pastor Witt started out with, and then the pain which it require to get to who you want to be. Yeah, and I think that's where it kind of ties in a little bit to when he was talking about the sons of, of Zebedee when the when the mother came to him and was basically saying, "Hey, like I I see the potential in them. I see what this is, and I want them on your your right hand side and your left hand side, and that's that's what I want." And as a parent, I'm in 100% agreement with her. If I know that I have the Creator of the world uh, and the universe, my Lord and Savior, right in front of me, I want that for my kids. But what he was saying is, can you drink this cup from me? Can you can you drink from the same cup that I'm about to drink? And she had no way of comprehending what he was saying. But we have the luxury of looking back and saying, okay, what he was really saying to her was, like, this is what I'm about to go through. And this is the price. And for me, the price is absolutely worth it. I will, I will do it because of your sons, because of you, because of the entire, you know, world population. I will do that. But I don't know that you're willing to drink from that cup. And the reason that he was kind of alluding to her not being willing to drink from the cup, because she didn't necessarily know what what the what the pain uh, what, what the price of that pain was. And I think that maybe if she had had the ability to see that, she might have been like, well, hey, tell you what, maybe not your left hand and your right hand side. Like maybe just, you know, somewhere in your army, maybe, you know, just like put him in your nation. Like if he's just somewhere in your nation, just a little bit of suffering, like maybe he gets captured, but it's like a really nice, you know, hotel that they put him up in until you negotiate something like I can handle that pain. But if, if he were to be able to kind of download to her, like here, this is it. This is the cost. This is the cup. I'm going to drink it. You want to take a drink, have your kids take a drink. Then we'll go through it all together. Thumbs up. Let's do this. Uh, I have a feeling that she would kind of just kind of slowly like creep back into the bushes and disappear because I don't think anybody wants that for their kid. I don't think anybody wants their kid to go through that kind of pain. Yeah, that's the kind of the picture I get when he answers her because Jesus is classic at this. You come, somebody comes to him with a question that you can tell. They've like written it down and they've crafted it. I mean, they're coming to, like you said, the creator of the world, son of God. I mean, this guy's no like small dude back in that day. He's famous. He's There's crowds of people all around. Twice or a 5,000 
just the men, 4,000 and other ones. So we're talking about somebody who people knew about. So you know these questions, both the Pharisees, this lady, she comes to him and they've crafted these things. And they're like, I know he can't give me but anything but a positive answer of this. And Jesus will turn it on and be like, well, let me bring out something you obviously didn't think about. And one of the reasons I love coming to the Brotherhood Breakfast is we tend to draw speakers who bring out images and stories in the Bible that you've rarely seen put together. This is one of them for me because I've heard the first half talked about a lot, you know, where he's like the mom comes, asks the two questions, and then they kind of skip down to the bottom of you'll need to be a servant, first should be last, last should be first. They kind of skip around. And then other people like to preach this the suffering part of this where he's like, you know, drink this cup, drink. And Pastor Whip brings it together. And you're like, oh my God. It's like I was today years old when I realized that his answer to the mother of the sons of Zebedee was, sure, he could, they could do that. I mean, that's, it's not mine, he says, but they could pay the price that they want. Here's a cup. This cup is going to involve crucifixion, humiliation, pretty much the worst things you've ever heard ever. Is that what you want? <laughs> yeah, it's like the thug life meme. Like he says, he makes that statement, can you drink this cup? And then the sunglasses come down and the, you know, the cigarettes in his mouth and you're just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well played, <laughs> sir. Well played. Uh, the Homer Simpson meme, that's the one you were talking about earlier where he starts sliding back into the bushes. Oh, I love that one. It's like, uh-oh. Crickets, yeah. so, crickets. Anyway, so if there was memes back in, uh, you know, Jesus's time, I, I'm, this lady would have at least two. Uh, so she would, she would have inspired quite quite a bit of humor for for the people back in I guess the stone tablets I don't know what they used back then, but uh, <laughs> but anyway so it, it perfectly kind of uh, brings up like okay so we know in order to reach our potential that we're going to have to go through pain and what I was trying to establish earlier was if we know what the what the value of that potential is what we're, we're striving for we're willing to go through that pain and I think that goes to uh, where Witt talked about the three things of how we respond to pain. And I think this is something that especially guys who are, you know, coming to me or coming to you or, or they're seeking out mentorship, which we talked about. And you go to a mentor and you're like, Hey, I want to be super rich and famous or super rich and powerful. Like you are, have a, have an awesome company. Like I totally want to do that. And the, you know, the, the ment- mentors sitting there going, Oh, do you now? Do you, do you know necessarily what that takes? And you're like, yeah, I'm a hard worker. I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Like I see the, I see the result. I see the success that you had. Like, let's go, let's do this. And they're like, okay, read this book. And you're like, ah, oh, I got to read a book. Like, forget that. Like, just tell me, just, you know, tell me to do ABC and we'll do these things. And, and, you know, then I'll be rich like you. Like, that's great. Like, that's what I wanted. Like, this is the relationship. You just tell me what to do and I do it. Well, I think that, you know, in that mentor situation and and obviously in Jesus situation, you know, we have to learn to, first of all, respect the pain, which is again, counting the cost, which we talked about a little bit, but ultimately it's so that we can prepare for it. Um, you know, thinking about some of the things that I've had to do, whether it be building a house or working out or uh, training for a mountain men trip. Uh, I'll use the mountain men trip as an example. So there's a hill that you climb uh, for mountain men that's uh, off of the highway and it's pretty steep. But you, the goal is to go, you know, around this loop at a pretty significant vertical, what, 20 times in an hour, I think is is kind of the ideal situation. So they call the hill the truth, 
and because it reveals the truth about where you actually are in your physical fitness, which is a very appropriate name for it. Well, I knew going into Mountain Men that at some point I'm going to have to walk this hill and I knew it was going to suck. Like I just knew that it was not going to be fun. But in in kind of preparing for that and recognizing that this was going to be something that I was going to have to do, like I just knew that when I'm in it, it's it's not going to be fun. But I was willing to go through it because A, I've seen other guys that have gone on tr- mountain trips before and been like, okay, well, if those guys can do it, then clearly I can do it. I talked to a lot of people uh, and they gave me advice about like, okay, you know, what you really need to do is this. And it's, you know, this is kind of, you got to have these shoes and you got to do all this other stuff and make sure that you're prepared. So I respected the pain. And as a result, when I went and trained, I didn't want to quit the first round trip that I completed because I was like, okay, I knew this was going to happen. I knew that I was going to have to push through this. I knew that it wasn't going to be fun. I knew that I needed to bring an extra t-shirt because I was going to completely sweat through this one. And, And the pain itself was still just as difficult as what I had anticipated. But the difference was if I had done absolutely no preparation and didn't respect the pain, I don't know that I would have made the, and I'm going to toot my own horn here, the 16 uh, round trips that I made on my first attempt, which I, I thought was pretty good for, for, not, for not training for it. So I was able to do a, a pretty decent uh, first go at something because I, as, as well as I could have, had prepared for that situation. Now, the difference between 16 and 20 that took some work and that took some preparation and then you add humidity and then you add heat. There were some additional things that kept hitting me. And you know what? The goal of hitting that 20 in an hour was more valuable to me than the pain. And that's what allowed me to push through that. So that's why I want to keep kind of pointing back to that potential, that end goal, that dream, that whatever that we're working towards in trying to become what we're you know, ultimately created to be. Make sure you keep that on the forefront of your mind when you're going through the pain, when you know the pain's going to happen. Because when you do, the pain is the same, but the motivation and the ability to persevere through that is what carries you beyond what you would have done if you had not respected that pain. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Along that same line with that analogy, you know, when you get ready to climb the mountain and you hear about the Hill of Truth, there are a lot of people I would, that go out there and they just kind of start walking and they don't make it very far. I've started with a number of guys and in their heads, they're going to get 10, they're going to get 15. And about about three, about four with their hips on fire, their lungs on fire, they kind of sit down. And once I get see a guy sit down, I'm like, you're done, bud. You're not getting back up. Like I know how you feel right now. And once your bottom hits that ground, your hips aren't going to have the capacity to stand back up. And But what you did, which is tremendous, sit there and think through, okay, what's this really going to cost? This is not an easy task. They wouldn't. It wouldn't take guys months to co- accomplish this, which is you, – you were tremendous. I mean, to come out on 16, I think the most I ever uh, came out of the blocks with was 10. I did 10 uh, last year when I first started. Oh, man, it hurt too for a couple of days. And – to come out and do 16, that really is thinking through mentally, going all the way through the process to the end and saying, okay, I can do this. I'm going to be alive after this. My lungs are going to recover. My legs are going to recover. My hips are going to recover. All that. Man, I, I commend you because that is a great picture of respecting the pain. And it, 
if you're a mountain man listening to this, I think you're dialed in 100%. If you're listening to this and you've never uh, trained with the mountain men or climbed, then you're probably wondering, ah, man, how difficult is this? Just get on and start watching some Ironman uh, shows. Start watching some of those extreme events and look at those guys. Yeah, that that's what you feel like. You may not, it may not be that hard, but when you're, you know, kind of a soft, pushy guy and you got a little bit of extra around the middle, it starts to feel like what you see on TV, whether you look like that or not. Well, with that, I think there was a there's a couple of things uh, to kind of take away. And, and one of the things he was talking about, kind of in that that uh, talking point, was that the best things in life are not free; like they have a price. And I think that part of that is what I talked about earlier, where that gives that value to the accomplishment. Like for 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 somebody who's never. Uh, achieved climbing a 14er or has never achieved winning a championship or has never achieved, you know, getting the, getting the, the promotion that you're looking for, whatever that may be. Um, if it was just bestowed upon you, if a helicopter just dropped me off on the top of a 14er, would I have the same, uh, experience that I did with all the work that it took to get up there? No. Uh, I would have just kind of been like, hmm, this is great. Like, okay, let's, you know, let's head on down or let's hop back on the helicopter and get out of here. I think that that's what makes that summit experience that much more powerful because you've been wholly focused on that goal of achieving the mountaintop. And through that, you've seen everything that's taken to get there. Man, that's good. That's, that is such a valuable idea that is so hard for me to conceptualize that the value of the goal, the value of the trophy, the value of the winning moment is that value is built in how difficult the journey was to get there. It's, and it's, it's like, then which one's more important, the journey or the winning moment? It's like, yes, like, they're both because the journey by itself with no winning moment is terrible. Like, like by itself, you don't, there's not a lot of enjoying moments in that painful journey. But then when you get there, we've all had that feeling where you look back and you're like, yeah, that was the hardest thing I've ever done. And I would do it all over again for this moment, for this prize, for this, whatever it is. So it's just, I hope they can hear the struggle in my voice because every January I deal with that. Like the value of which will be the end is only as valuable as the amount of work and dedication that I put into it to get to that point. Yeah, absolutely. The, the other part of that, that I, I, I try to bring in and anytime we, we talk about stuff like this is what endurance actually is. So you think about the training and the work that it takes to get to a mountaintop you would say at some some point that you had to raise your level of endurance to get there. So like, you know, I may be, you know, overweight or I may be out of shape or, or whatever else, but the only way to get through that is through that pain. But pain, the byproduct of that pain and pushing yourself beyond what you're capable of equals endurance. And that endurance is ultimately the thing that carries you to your summit. It carries you to the thing that you're trying to accomplish. The only way to get it is to push yourself outside your comfort zone, em- embrace that pain, respect that pain, everything that we're talking about here. But you you ultimately create this thing that makes it possible. You don't have endurance when you start training. 
you have endurance after you start training. And that, that is, that is a thing that's growing inside of there. That's allowing you to get there. Now, out, endurance also is created outside your comfort zone. So, you know, for us, we've really been outside of our comfort zone in 2020. And so there's been a lot of pain with that, but there's also been a lot of change and there's been a lot of opportunities for us to reflect on everything that 2020 has kind of created for us now. Now we have this endurance. Now we have this ability to adapt to change, to move, to, to be more flexible with things, uh, to innovate, to change some of the things that we've done. None of that stuff would have happened had we not had that pain, had we not had a pandemic. There's, there is things that are benefits from that pain that we go through. If we know, again, we know what that pain is going to be, we're willing to go through it and we recognize that there are things on the other side of it and that's what gets us there. But the cool thing for me that, and what I love about endurance is endurance happens after I've gone through the pain. And because of that, I can actually push beyond where I started to get to that 14th or not that 14th, that 17th, that 18th, that 19th lap that ultimately gets me to my 20 within an hour. And for me, once I, once I did that, I was like, man, you know what? That wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I was able to get there. Uh, but at the same time I knew, all right, for my next challenge, my next challenge is getting to base camp with 40 pounds on my back. And I know that I'm, I've been able to, to overcome this thing. I have the confidence in myself that I can now do that. Uh, when I actually get to the mountain, because I'd never climbed a mountain before from 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 that, you know, from a base camp with weight all the way up there. So I didn't know what I was getting into, but I knew if I could get through the truth, I knew I was capable of getting to base camp. And that's that's where I knew, okay, my endurance is going to carry me there. And that's good. Yeah. The end of May is when I'm, so to give people a picture, you start training April-ish or so, you know, some guys start earlier, it kind of depends, but end of May is when I'm really starting to, it gets hot. It's grueling. That's when I'm really, I need to hit my goals. I'm starting to add weight. And I remind myself the whole time, this is winning right here. This pain you feel right now, this is winning on top of the mountain. That's not winning. This is winning. And I do the same thing. I found myself doing the same thing in business. When uh, the COVID deal hit, you know, we, I went from March 15th. I'm booked way out. Best year of my life coming up. I mean, it's going to, this is going to be beautiful. I'm going to roll into summer. You know, that's when my like mid-March is when my cycle hits. I mean, with the people ready to clean their windows, they're ready to clean their houses. They're ready to do a whole bunch of cleaning. Well, March 16th, the whole world changes. You know, they shut everything down in Oklahoma and my six weeks out goes to zero weeks out to zero days out to zero minutes out. And I'm like, what do I do? And I'm, you know, I'm believing in faith. I'm, I'm on the phone. I'm working late. I'm, I'm doing everything I can to bring in business. And I kept reminding myself, this is winning. That vacation, not winning. This is, you know, uh, getting a new truck. That's not winning. This is winning. This is faith. That's the other thing I kept telling myself. This is faith, Matt. This is faith. This is what Jesus was talking about when he said, oh, ye of little faith. This is the not little faith part. This is the part where you are believing in the thing you can't see, believing God's going to come through in the part you can't do. That's what I kept reminding myself, just roll, 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 roll. Because that is where I'm at. That's me embracing those moments. I was like, you know what? I'm going to walk through this. I'm not going to be, I'm going to get on the other end of this. will finish. This will end. And that's what you've got to do a lot. You know, Pastor Witt talked about use your pain for growth. And that is using that pain, knowing, okay, I'm coming out of this thing better. One, I've got, we're going to get to that, share the pain here in a minute, but you know, God's right there alongside with you. 
and embracing those moments of like, okay, I've got to work late tonight. I'm not happy about it. I want to see my kids, but I want to go see my wife, whatever my might be. But this moment right here is when I pay the price for that moment at Christmas when I get to go somewhere or for that moment at Christmas, I get to buy them the new game system or, you know, I get my, uh, in this case, it may even be less in my, in a couple of places for me, it was like payroll gets made. That was winning for me. Um, rent gets paid. You know, my light bill is still on. I still have an office by which I can work in. Like those were things I was like, wow, okay. That is what was produced by this faith, by these moments, by embracing those hard challenges that I ran into, a lot of people ran into in this last year. And they're going to happen again, whether we have a worldwide pandemic or not. Yeah. And I, so I want to make sure we take a step back for a second. Cause so, so number one, respect the pain. Number two, we, and we've been talking about it is to embrace that pain. And, I, and that's what we're talking about right here. You know, when you're saying this is winning, that's, that's ultimately, that's you embracing that and recognizing that this is the pain. This is what I'm going through. This is part of the process that's getting me to my end result. And, you know, sometimes your end result does need to change. Sometimes it needs to be modified because you're like, you're right. Like, Hey, making payroll is a, uh, is a pretty good goal right now because that's, the only achievable thing that we really need to focus on. Um, you know, the other part of this too is uh, recognizing uh, a couple of things. So one thing that he established, which was, you know, pain is required to grow, but it doesn't always equal growth. And so recognizing that when you're going through pain, that is this, is this pain with purpose or is this pain because of something else? And I think the other thing that I, I, I kind of uh, was, was thinking about as, as he was talking about that was, what is pain? Well, pain is ultimately a warning, right? It's, it's your body telling you something's not right. Something is not the way that it should be. Now, that said, your, your body wants to be comfortable. Like, if I were to simplify it, my flesh is like, hey, I would love to be on the couch right now watching football. Like, that's, that's a pretty good day for me or, you know, sitting at the beach or something. So I'm, I'm going to obviously do things that push me towards that. But the, the challenge is, is that that's not sustainable. <laughs> At least right now, it's not sustainable for me to do. So I have to go through pain to get there. Uh, but the pain, I think, naturally is telling us, hey, something's wrong. Something's not right. This is not, this is not what, how things should be. You want to avoid this. It's, it's kind of like fear, too, when I think about fear. Fear can be a, a good thing. Like fear keeps me from falling off a cliff or, you know, driving my car off of something or going too fast and speeding. But at the same time, there's, you know, there's unhealthy fear too, which is, you know, you got to, you got to be brave and you got to push, push through some of those things. So I, I think you need to kind of recognize that your natural response to pain is going to be to avoid it. But at the same time, you need to find ways to identify, okay, I know that pain will happen as a result of this, but as I embrace that pain, I'm embracing it because I know that I'm getting towards what I want to work towards. And, you know, tying into that as well, recognizing, is this pain creating growth? Like, is, is, is this pain with a purpose that, that allows me to maybe, uh, you know, shed some of my past or take off some of these weights that I've been carrying or, 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 or help me get better? help me get freer, help me get healthier, help me get, you know, you, you put your whatever in that blank. Is this pain pushing me to that? If it's not, then maybe you got to take a step back from that pain and say, you know what, this pain is a warning that I'm doing something that's not necessarily healthy for me. And if I'm going to 
if I'm in a position where I can choose my pain, I'm going to choose pain that leads to growth as, a, as opposed to uh, choosing pain that's just for the sake of having pain that's warning me that I shouldn't be going that direction. Yeah, that's why it's so important to clearly define what your potential is. You, know, you mentioned that from the blocks, and I'm so glad you did because clearly understanding your potential, like even that word, as many times as we say it, is as vague as it can be. If you're listening right now, you're going to have to write down and clearly get from God, clearly define, clearly understand what the potential of said situation is or what your potential as a husband, father, uh, follower of Jesus is. And then it's that, what you said, is my painting aligning with my potential? Is what I'm doing bringing me to my potential or is it just painful? Is it the pain of stupidity? Because if it's the pain of stupidity, let's move on from that. Let's grow up a little bit and let's start doing some things that are painful <laughs> on purpose. Absolutely. Well, I want to jump into the third one because this is the one that I think applies most to brotherhood and, and most to like our families and, and ultimately kind of the end result where he talks about sharing the pain. You know, Jesus uh, has been through kind of the ultimate pain. And so we share that with him. Like he is, he is empathetic to our pain and he wants the best for us. He wants us to see us grow. He wants to see us become the full potential of what he created us to be. And so that's something that we can, we can share through him. But ultimately, the, the, when he was talking about that, I was thinking, again, that's where brotherhood comes into play. We share that pain through brotherhood. If, if, you have a, if you're in the brotherhood or you, you have kind of that circle of friends that you guys are working towards your full potential, those guys are going to be along, there, along the journey with you to motivate you, to help you get kind of to that destination. I, and, I, and that ties again to mountain men. You know, you're climbing that mountain, you got a team of eight to 10 people. And if one person's lagging behind, the whole team is encouraging them, they're helping them, you know, like, hey, uh, this is something that never crossed my mind, uh, but apparently this happens. Like, sometimes people who are going to base camp carry other people's packs in addition to their own packs. And for me, that's the ultimate definition of sharing the pain. Like I see that you're struggling so much that you can't carry this. I'm going to take on additional pain, which is carrying your 40 or 50 pound pack so that you can get up there because the end result for me is that much more valuable as you being here on this trip and you being healthy and you getting the same experience out of this that I'm able to get out of that. That's what sharing the pain looks like. But talking about the other side of it was that we all benefit when that person's able to see that that growth and see uh, push through that pain, you know he talked about you know who wins when you share that pain and, and ultimately get through that pain. Well, your family wins. You're a better leader. Your company wins. You're, you're a better leader. You know everybody around you benefits because you've been willing to face head on some of the difficult things that you weren't you weren't willing to before because it was too painful. And I think that's the important part about you know these three steps is recognizing that through the entire process, pain's going to be there. But it's, it's not something for you to shy away from. It's not something for you to shun. It's something for you to embrace and recognize that you're not alone in this. This is not a lone wolf thing. This is a pack thing. Uh, and ultimately, when you win through facing that pain, we all win. And I think that's, that's a brotherhood. That's what exactly what a brotherhood looks like. And that's why I encourage everybody, anytime we're talking about all of this stuff on the podcast and, and, and through all the different content channels that we have, 
is that that's why you need a brotherhood. You need a brotherhood to be there for the victory, but to share the pain with you, to help you get to the next best version of yourself as you kind of work towards uh, ultimately who God created you to be. That's why you have a brotherhood. That's why we share the pain. Yeah, you mentioned on the mountain, there are some times where other guys carry the packs of another individual. And that happens for one or two reasons. And that is either one, that individual who needs his pack carried is not in shape, didn't pay the price that he needed to pay. Or two, he packed too much stuff. And sometimes guys, they just pack too many candies and too many like extra stuff and their coffee cup and you know their teddy bear and all these different things. You're like, oh my gosh, bro, you're not going to make it up. And I think what that ha- where that is in real life, that's having that conversation, that cup of coffee with somebody and either you saying, hey, I got something I got to share. And then sometimes it's the flip side. It's also being available and open and being like, okay, I'll listen. You know, yeah, I got a thousand things I can do. And I don't really want to get into this emotional place with you, but I'm going to do it because sometimes sharing the pain is being able to be that person who can they can slide their pack onto for a little bit, get some more energy back, and then you put it back on them. But or let, allow them hopefully to slide that thing over to Jesus. That's one of the difference between the mountain and your personal problems is uh, on the mountain you don't get, Jesus isn't there in that way. <laughs> he's he's not carrying your extra candy, but he will carry your childhood. He will carry the tough things you've done, the addictions you've allowed yourself to get ensnared in. He will carry those things while you're developing the strength to deal with them on your own and look at them straight in the face. And as a brotherhood, I know I want to be there. I know you want to be there for both both things. When I need to have that conversation or when somebody needs to have that conversation with me, sharing the pain means we're all in this together. We're going to walk up this mountain. We're going to approach this thing together. It may be one individual that has to do the hard work, but we're all going to be there to carry the load when he needs that help. And that's... You know, that's that's something that I think, you know, the younger version of myself, I would have I would have pushed that back. No, I got this. I can I can carry this on my own. I'll make it. I'll figure it out. I'll get there. You don't have to do that. My pride would get in the way. And I think that what what we need to recognize is that it's not all about us, that it's really about the end result, what we're working towards and recognizing that you know, there is going to be a time that I need to rec- that I just need to let go and let somebody carry my pack and and learn from it. You know, that's that's pain for growth. But you know, at the same time, don't be in that situation where somebody needs to carry your pack again. Like you know, grow and and put in the work and recognize. Okay, that was that was really painful. That's motivation for me moving forward to not put put that myself in that position again. You know, sometimes you have no control over it. You get altitude sickness. Your 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 health is is uh, working against you. But if you if you can do the preparation, if you can embrace the pain, you can go through uh, everything that's that's involved with it, uh, you you can absolutely do it yourself. But just know that you have a brotherhood behind you uh, and and that that wants you to achieve that goal that wants to see you on top of that summit uh, just as much as you want to see all of them on top of that summit. They're willing to go through all those different things uh, just to get you there. And I think, what the most potent uh, point that he made in all of this kind of wrapping that part up is that on the other side of that, on the other we're going back to the cup analogy is that if we don't drink from that cup, we don't go through, we don't embrace the pain. We don't go through all those different things just as much as our family and the people around us share the benefit of us, uh, you know, 
pushing through all of that, they're the ones that ultimately pay the price. And for me, that was like, that was kind of the the sobering moment, if you will, that you you just kind of look up and say, you know, how selfish have I been that I'm willing to let other people pay the price for some of my laziness or some of my my unwillingness to deal with some of the painful things in my life to become who I'm created to be. Because he said, your family pays the price. Your company pays the price. The people around you pay the price when you're unwilling to face the pain. And I, you know, he shared an example of somebody that, that uh, is in his life that's, you know, had some challenges and, and has not been able to go through that pain yet. And you can just see the untapped potential in them. And it's frustrating for you because you're just like, I know it's in there. I know that you can be this, but you have to go through it. I, there's only so much I can do. I can't carry that for you the entire way. At some point, you have to pick it up and you have to deal with it. You got to take some stuff out of that pack. And I think that's uh, I, I think that's the the difficult part where it becomes a very real moment that I got to drink from this. I got to deal with it. I cannot ride on the coattails of somebody all the way to the top. I have to take the steps. I have to embrace the pain and I have to go through these things to get there because again, that's where the endurance is going to come from. That's where the victory is going to come from. That's where the value of uh, accomplishing what you're trying to accomplish comes from in realizing that full potential. It's because it's you. It's you. You're the one that does it. You're the one that goes through it. Um, and you're the one that benefits and everyone around you benefits. If you don't go through it, a lot more people pay the price. And I, I think ultimately we think to ourselves, no one's going to get hurt. No, it's, this is not affecting anybody else. I can deal with this myself. I'll get through it. And you just don't see the, pe- the, the people around you that are paying the price of you not being willing to step up and be the man and the leader that you need to be. Well, you can either share the pain of growth with your brothers. You can share the pain of growth with Jesus. You can share the pain of growth with your mentor, your pastor, and see change in your life. Or you will be forced to share the pain of catastrophe. Something is going to happen. You will eventually the Pied Piper comes, the price comes of whatever you've been doing. And if you have not grown through it, then that price shows up. And now all these people who never knew about it or all these people who knew about it but couldn't do anything about it, now all of a sudden they're paying the price for you. They're, they're having to shoulder the financial burden, the, uh, what it feels like for relationships to be broken, for all the different things that come when we don't grow. That's our challenge. And, and one thing I do want to say to that too is we may think that we're facing the pain, but maybe we're just numbing the pain. And when we just numb the pain, when we try to cope through it, that's not dealing with the pain. That's just extending the pain. And so, you, you know, when we, when I think about somebody who's not willing to face some of the issues that they have, they're not willing to, to go through the steps to grow because it's too painful or whatever else, like I can empathize, like it's not easy, it's difficult. But if you just, if you just turn to like, well, I'm just going to cope with it and I'm just going to embrace this. Now that's where addiction comes from. That's where, uh, where a lot of other relationships are damaged because you're not willing to, to deal with those things. So you may think that you're facing the pain, but ultimately all you're doing is prolonging the pain uh, by, by you know, you substituting it for something else. And and you have to face it. You have to you have to step up and say enough is enough. I'm I'm going to do what it takes to get to where I need to be. And if I am willing to do that, there will be pain, and that pain is absolutely worth it because that gets me to where I want to go. And that's when we talk about manning up. And we talk about, you know, leadership. You don't see that 
that all the time in probably some of the leaders that you idolize or look up to. You see the summit of where they are, but you didn't see the pain. You didn't see them fighting to make payroll. You didn't see them fighting uh, just to get the ability to be at the table. You didn't see them, you know, working the hours or, you know, hustling and knocking on doors and just doing all the stuff that you don't want to do. That was the price for them. That was the, the what they were willing to do. And you just have to recognize that that comes with growth. That comes with the potential that you're trying to tap into and and ultimately become. All of that stuff is wrapped up in there. This is not a, you know, if I put in my time and do this over and over and over again, I'm going to be promoted and and I'm going to lead this thing. No, you just have the same experience 20 times instead of 20 years of new experience every single time that you've gone through something. You have one year of experience and that that doesn't do anybody any good. So again, work to identify what the what the end result is, what, what's the dream, what's the desire, where are we going, what are we doing, recognize the cost and recognize when that pain comes, hey, I'm going to embrace this because I know this gets me to where I need to go because my family benefits, I benefit, and everybody around me benefits. Man, so excited about what 2021 is bringing. And after that message with Pastor Witt, I'm ready to bring on some pain. As long as it means growth. <laughs> Bring the pain, but it better mean growth too because growth is good. So with that, what's your next step? And one of the things that he he uh, kind of brought up, which I think is, I'm glad that he phrased it the way that he did. He's like, it's this little tiny thing that's been nagging you. Like that's your next step. It doesn't have to be this grandiose, like I need to go and do this huge, enormous thing. It could just be grabbing coffee with somebody. It could just be, getting into a small group. It could just be saying, you know what? I need to get into rehab. I need to get into counseling. I need to talk to somebody about this. Those little tiny steps can ultimately take you to a destination that's way better than you could have ever imagined because you can't see it. I think I think there's an old proverb that says a journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. You have to take that first step to get where you're going to go. Otherwise, you're just going to be going to be there. Will Rogers says you can be on the right track and still get run over by a train if you're not going anywhere. You have to make progress. You have to keep working towards, I, I think I butchered that a little bit, but that's the idea. So keep taking steps in the right direction, identify that goal and and push through that. And I, I think I've exhausted everything that I could potentially say about that, but I'd love to give you the final word. What would you say to kind of close this up? Oh man, that's, man, thank you. Um, Man, when you're talking, this is what I thought. I thought, man, God told Moses to stretch out his hand. He told Joshua, stretch out your staff. He told Peter, step on the water. All three small things they all could do as men. But the end result was the Red Sea split, the Jordan split, and Peter walked on water. So God's steps that seemingly are small in front of what seems like surmounting odds turn into really great victory stories. So take that step. I know that's, that's on me right now. Like I'm writing down the steps. Let's do this. Cause I want in my life, I want to see the red sea part. I want to see the Jordan split and I want to walk on some water. <laughs> Love it. Thank you for, for expanding that a little bit. Cause I think that perfectly paints the picture of exactly what we're talking about. Recognize that step and realize that, Hey, you know, there, there can be some really big things on the other side of that step that you take that knowing that you're, you're taking that step towards the potential of what God created you to be. Brothers, remember, honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, and honor the king. We'll catch you on the next podcast. 